Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. In this episode of the podcast, we are taking some time to talk about uh, some of the best ways to exercise for uh, low thyroid, so low thyroid function. So if you're interested in that, or if you know someone with low thyroid, make sure you tune into this episode. Um, lots of valuable information on there. I think this is one of the areas that a lot of people um, get messed up, so make sure you tune into this episode for more info on uh, that. If you don't know, this podcast is based off of the questions that you guys, the listeners, send in. So if you have a question that you would like to have answered on the show, you can go ahead and find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. And every single Sunday, I'll have a question box up on my Instagram story. And that is where you can submit all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions. Um, as many as you would like that you would like to have answered on the show. So that's where you can do that. And then, excuse me, if you want more free content um, like articles, guides, ebooks, videos, things like that. You can go ahead and find all of that for free at pullmanfitness.com slash free. Um, that's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Today's question is from Amanda. And the question is, what kind of exercises uh, or exercise style do you recommend for low thyroid patients? low thyroid function. So if you don't know, uh, the thyroid gland, so this gland is uh, extremely important. It's a hormone gland, so it's going to produce hormones and release hormones. Um, and those hormones regulate a lot of different things in the body, especially when um, it comes to like the health and fitness world. It's most known for the regulation of hormones that <clears throat> regulate the metabolism. So that is uh, extremely difficult when it's not functioning properly. And there are some things. Um, Obviously, there are there are instances where people are uh, born with this or they grow into it, but there are also cases where people kind of develop this um, low thyroid function and and kind of jack things up, and that is when people are doing too much high intensity exercise uh, and they're doing it chronically. This is something that I see a lot with high intensity boot camp classes. I mean, I've taught these for years and years and years. And this is something that I see happen with the people who continuously come over and over and over and over. And they come five days a week and they're doing these hour long, super crazy, intense workout sessions. Um, nine times out of 10, I see this happen with people like that. So there are definitely some things um, that you can be doing that will make this worse. But there are also some things that you can be doing to make it better and to make sure your hormones are functioning really, really well. So over the years of working with people, I have had quite a few um, clients who have either low thyroid or something else is jacked up with their hormones. A lot of people um, have hormone issues and, you know, the modern life, that's just, it's bound to happen. We're more sedentary. We eat more processed food. Our sleep isn't that great. We're looking at screens constantly. It's no wonder things are jacked up, but there are things that we do. Um, in order to fix that nutritionally and through exercise, movement, all of that stuff. Uh, and since this question is related to exercise, what sort of exercise, uh, let's see if I can find the question again so I can find the exact word she used. But I think she said, what sort of um, exercise techniques do you use? So uh, let's see. 
exercise style. What's the exercise style you recommend? So there are a lot of different things that I have done with these clients to improve their hormone function. And um, in in the circle that I have with other fitness professionals uh, and even other people that I know that are in the medical field, we all have seen this to be true anecdotally. And it's shown, it's shown scientifically through research as well. So um, strength training has been shown to be some of the best exercise or the best style of exercise in order to improve um, the way your hormones function. So when I say that, I don't just mean grabbing some weights and doing some resistance training. I don't mean um, <clears throat> grabbing tens and doing 20 you know, bicep curls. There is definitely a, um, a manner in which this resistance training or weight training needs to be done to make sure you are getting the positive benefits when it comes to your hormone function. Now, the, the things that come into play when uh, making sure you're doing things in the right manner are um, your rest periods and the amount of weight that you're using and the movements that you're using. Those are the three big areas um, that play a big role when it comes to properly doing resistance training and giving your body the adaptation in the environment that it needs to improve its hormone function. So I think the first thing that I mentioned was, uh, I don't even remember, it doesn't matter. But the first thing I want to talk about is the rest periods. This is where I see most people get things jacked up. Um, they're not resting long enough. So if you are someone who has low thyroid or you just want to improve your hormone function and use resistance training to do that, you need to be resting for quite some time. I would say anywhere between 90 seconds and three minutes per set. Okay, so 90 seconds is on the shorter end. I think it, it'd be better if you could rest for about two minutes in between sets. Um, that is the sweet spot. That is going to allow your body to recover well and go into the next set focusing on um, strength. So anywhere from 90 seconds to three minutes, I think two minutes is the sweet spot there. And I know a lot of you are thinking, are you kidding me? 90 seconds, two minutes between uh, sets. How the heck am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to rest that long and not do anything? Well, you just do and you get used to it. Um, if you're thinking that you probably haven't been doing resistance training the right way up until this point, because the purpose of your rest period in between your sets is extremely important and it cannot be underplayed. Um, the reason that it is there is so your body or your muscles and your central nervous system can recover to go into the next set in order to lift the same amount of weight, if not more. So you can progressively overload those muscles, progressively add more and more weight. Most people use their rest period for their lungs to catch up or to catch their breath. So they'll go crank and crank and crank and crank and crank and they'll be like, all right, I got to rest 30 seconds. I think that's enough time for my lungs to catch up. So they rest 30 seconds and they go into the next set and they do lightweight, heavy or lightweight, uh, lots of reps and they go and go and go and go and go. And they're turning their resistance training workout into a cardio circuit. All right. So you need to be resting for a long amount of time making sure that you're not going into the next set until your muscles are recovered and your central nervous system is recovered. Now, in order to make sure that you're lifting hard enough or heavy enough to where your body does need that rest for the two minutes or so, um, you need to be lifting a lot, lower, a lot lower reps. So you're talking anywhere between one and eight reps. Uh, I think two to six is a really good place to be for basic foundational strength, uh, but to make it a little more general, a little more broad, anywhere between one and eight reps um, we'll get the job done as far as strength goes. The lower the reps are, obviously, the more weight you're going to be using. You really want to use a weight that allows you to fall um, one to two reps short of complete and total failure. 
Now, this is another place where I see people get people get things jacked up. They go until they feel the burn or they go until they kind of want to stop because they don't quite understand what their body is really capable of. They don't really understand complete failure. Now, what I mean by complete failure, this is going to get a little dark here, but just bear with me. Complete failure. Let's say you're supposed to do 10 reps um, and you finish eight reps knowing you could only do 10 or you can only do two more if someone put a gun to your head and said, I'm going to blow your brains out if you don't get these next two done. Okay. That is complete failure. That is complete failure. So let's say you're trying to reach, let's put it an example again. Let's say you're, let's say you're trying to reach 10 reps. You want to use a weight that is heavy enough that allows you to reach one to two reps short of failure. So you should reach 10 knowing you can only get 11 or 12 if someone forced you to. Okay. So if you're able to get, if you're able to finish at 10 and think, yeah, I probably could have done 15 reps there. The weight was way too light. If you get to 10 reps and, or excuse me, if you're trying to get to 10 reps and you only get to eight, that weight is too heavy. All right. So that's kind of your general guideline of the amount of weight you want to use. You really, really want to make sure you're pushing your weight as much as possible. You're really pushing yourself to the extremes. Um, and or at least flirting with the extremes and you're asking your body to get stronger and then after that set is done you rest and recover and you repeat all right so anywhere between two to six reps i think is a great place to be as far as foundational strength goes um and then over time you can add more or you can even work on max reps in that lower rep range um but that's where you want to be as far as the exercises go Compound exercises are going to be your best friend. So these compound movements, compound just means multi-joint. So we're talking lunges, we're talking squats, we're talking pull-ups, we're talking overhead press, bench press, barbell rows, things like that. Things that incorporate more than one joint, things that are going to demand and command more from your body to get the reps done. All right. So you're going to want to have a lot of those in your routine. Those are going to create the most opportunity for increases in strength. All right. So for example, uh, I am going to be able to improve my bicep strength doing reverse grip pull-ups far more than I will be able to doing bicep curls. And I know that sounds weird because you're thinking pull-ups are for your back. They are. But if I reverse my grip, I'm getting a lot of command, a lot of demand from my biceps um, a lot more than I would from just a standard bicep curl. Does that mean that accessory and single joint movements like curls are a complete waste of time? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They should definitely be added in, but the meat and potatoes of your workout routine should be compound movements. All right. So to sum all of this up, where you really want to be, if you're trying to improve your hormone function and trying to improve low thyroid, you want to be strength training. You want to be training anywhere between two to six reps for about three to five sets. And then you want to be resting 90 seconds, the very least, maybe even more, I would say two to three minutes in between your sets. All right. So you want to be slow and controlled, really focusing on movement, on form, on as moving, on moving as much weight as possible for the reps assigned. All right. Remember, you're trying to complete your reps within one to two reps of complete failure. So if you want to get six reps, you reach six, knowing you could only do seven or eight if someone forced you to, all right? So that's where you want to be with all of that stuff. Make sure you're using compound movements, squats, deadlifts, pull-ups, push-ups, uh, bench press, overhead press, shoulder press, rows, all of those big compound movements, lunges, 
things like that that are going to command um, a lot of strength from your body. And just remember, this is not a cardio circuit. This is a strength training session focusing on the signal that you are sending to your muscles from your central nervous system to get stronger. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you spread the love, share it with your friends and family, let them know where they can go to get all of their health, fitness and nutrition questions answered. They can find me on Instagram, Adam underscore Pullman fit. And that's where they can ask all of their questions um, that, that they would like to have answered on this show every single uh, Sunday. And once again, if you want more free content, you can get it all at PullmanFitness.com slash free anything from guides, ebooks, articles, all of that stuff. Uh, that's at PullmanFitness.com slash free. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.